Today we had a great conversation with Erica Guajalzbeide. And if you made it this far, you are in for a treat. Erica is the area manager for Marriott and has helped us run the Hunter Conference for over a decade. Erica is an amazing person with an incredible story. And I am grateful that she shared it with us today. Thanks for joining. Oh, Erica, thank you for joining me. Everybody, I got to introduce very, very dear, important person to the Hunter Conference, Erica Qualls-Beatty. We have been together. How Erica is the, I'll tell you what, she's the general manager. Sorry, when we met, she was the general manager of the Marriott Marquis in Atlanta, where we host the Hunter Conference. Now she is the area manager for Marriott, running, I don't know, how many hotels? How many hotels are you running? Quite in a few hotels. I have the Atlanta Market, and then personally responsible for about four of our five hotels. Five hotels total. Uh, for Marriott. I mean, big job. For Marriott. For Marriott. Yeah. Oh, and Erica has, has rightly won lots of awards for Marriott uh, and for everyone through her years. So big person, big personality in the city of Atlanta uh, in the hotel space. That is for sure. So Erica, thanks for coming. So here's what I want to talk about. One, I want you to make sure, get me com comfortable and confident with all your work and uh, that we're going to be great and ready for the Hunter Conference. I know we're busting our tail over here. Uh, right. at Hunter to get ready. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give you credit for giving us the confidence that we could host it. Oh, thank you. For, and it'll go back to our meeting in October when you were wide open and doing stuff. And you said, yeah. Dee, we're, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. Perfect. Thank so you. Appreciate First, you. let me start by just thanking you for 11 years of kind of conference at the magnificent Atlanta Marriott Marquis. How's that? Oh, you're too. Appreciate you. Nice. We love you. And you're going to be one of our biggest groups. So we're going to have a lot of fun. I can't wait. We always are, and except we're a bunch of hotel people. So yes, when you bring in hotel people in, they're all the fun hotel people, the owners. All right, it's great. So, uh, so, but before we dive in, I'm going to make you do. I'm, I can't let you off the hook. What I do with everybody, we want to personalize this in our industry. Okay. So okay. please, I got it. I need to know. I, I know, but I need you to tell us all. Tell us who are you? How did you get into this? industry. Uh, what is your story? Please share. So my story began in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was raised in Philadelphia. Um, my mother at 15 moved us to San Jose, California. She said she wanted her children to grow up in San Jose. And she wanted, she thought the quality of life was better in uh, California. So we moved, we packed up and moved to California, San Jose State University. Um, grad, then got married in college. Um, stayed home initially and raised my four young children. Uh, and at the uh, young, beautiful age of 27, I said, I'm going to work. I need a break. So I went look for, looking for a part-time job. And Marriott, uh, Santa Clara Marriott hired me as a phone operator. So Friday and Saturday nights only. I loved it. It was so, can you imagine a hotel on the weekends? So much excitement, so much fun. Uh, fell in love with the company. You know, you, 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 uh, I love that Marriott's core values matched mine. More importantly, you got to spend time with Marriott would come and visit and you get to shake his hand. And I was on night audit working overnight and I would get to see him. And I just fell in love with the um, business. I mean, it was fast and fast paced and you learned a lot and people just seemed to have fun in hotels. So that was right up my alley. Um, as a, a human behavior major, I uh, think it was really important to me to connect with people. And in hotels, you do that in a powerful way. 
as you know, right? And so I started off in phone um, operations. Then I said, I wanted to become, so I met my general manager. I said, I want his job, right? So I was very intentional about the steps I took. So really wanted to understand like how he got there. And along the way, there were mentors and coaches and folks that helped me along. And I love that Mary, I was committed to diversity and inclusion. Um, and I just uh, grew in the company. I've had various, various disciplines. Not now, I never was in food and beverage, but um, I sure love it, but never in food and beverage, but finance, finance, human resources, operations, cross brands, and went to residence and brands. So I was at two of the largest residences, um, the Silicon Valley residences with fabulous EBITDA, fabulous, you know, all the things you love, Teak, and all of our owners, uh, but great EBITDA, um, great extended state occupancy, and um, moved, to Cal moved to Atlanta 20 years ago here as a director of human resources. So came to the Atlanta Mayor Marquis as director of human resources, hotel manager, general manager, um, sits on, sit on tons of boards, but more importantly, I love this city, I love this state, and I love um, this magnificent hotel. That is a magnificent story, Erica. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're a magnificent person. Uh, you've obviously, I mean, one, I love mentors. I had great coaches and mentors. Yeah. They say the same, and yeah. I know you're a mentor now to the younger people, That's which true. is what's amazing. Even thinking right. Georgia State students and the other people listening today, Everybody wants to know a path. Everybody wants to know, how did I get there? Oh, if she did it, I can do it too. What's critical, I think, um, just believe, first of all, confidence in what you can do, right? Your skills and abilities and be willing to learn. Be a continuous learner. It's about always stretching yourselves, looking for new opportunities. So when they came to me to talk about residence in and in full service, they would say, oh, that's the motel division. I'm like, oh, I can grow, I'm going, right? It was more, he learned more. Um, how do you stretch yourself? How do you look for new opportunities? That's what's most important. How many people, mentees, do you think, how many lives do you think you've touched oh my in goodness. your career? I would say a question. I know. I would say hundreds. I was yeah, say thousands. And I get, I get probably thousands, but I'm saying hundreds. You can, you know, you always go big or go home, right? Correct. So, <laughs> so um, I think it, more importantly, I, I get to hear from them, and they're connected to me on LinkedIn, and um, I get to, I, I spend a lot of time uh, working with uh, folks that really want to make a difference, right? And so they want to learn and they grow and they want to see folks, they want to see folks that look like them, right? And so it's really important to me to connect with people. And I will tell you, um, I think I've mentored uh, everyone from men to women to um, folks that just want to be in hospitality and folks that want to grow in other careers. I just um, spend a lot of time with young people because one, they keep me um, hip and cool and, and excited and relevant. Um, and then you get to learn from them because you see yourself exciting and fabulous folks. So I talked about the Georgia State um, Hospitality uh, Program. Um, serving on that board is just amazing because the talent in that university is just, uh, I think it's fabulous. Yeah, uh, there's a little secret, right, that that you only know when you get there is that you learn as much from the people you've been Absolutely. Absolutely. as they learn from you. Absolutely. So who were, let me, I'll, I'll, I keep going. I got a lot of questions for you. Who is, who are some of your mentors? I mean, I know you talked to Bill Marriott and Arnie, uh, bless him and, uh, and others, but who are some of your mentors? 
So I think of Eric Alexander. I don't know. If I have to. I have old names that you would be like, oh my god. Yeah, um, Don Simler. I don't know if you know Don. Um, so see, there these folks are over. But today I have uh, my Jim Connolly, um, uh, Liam Brown. I mean, there have been so many oh, people Liam. that have touched my life that have uh, Julius Robinson. I mean, I've had tons of folks that have touched me, trained, developed. Uh, Eric Alexander, who's over our operations. Um, I think of quite a few people that have been mentors and coaches and, uh, you know, those, those folks that sponsor you when you don't even know they're talking about you. So just a group of folks. And we know Liam. Liam Brown is one of Liam our- Liam is amazing, amazing. We're glad to have him back this side of the yes. I am so excited. He's uh, one of the most uh, genuine, authentic people that you'll meet. More importantly, uh, he cares about our business and our owners. He makes sure we understand that our owners' needs are critical for us, as well as taking care of our company. So that's what I love most about Lee. Oh, I, I love your story. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, Erica, let's get into it. So let's get into the okay. business side, the difficult. So, you yeah. know, obviously things are so easy for you going from the residence. No, uh, uh, we had to throw in some complicated, some complication. So okay. what is it like? I mean, walk me through COVID, but you're managing a city center, 1600 room convention hotel with no conventions. So right. I want to do your COVID timeline. So first, uh, you know, mid-March, we started receiving group cancellations and we're like, what's, you know, we start hearing the, you know, COVID talking about, people have been talking about it since about January. We started hearing cancellations. So our occupancy started to dead peak. And I will tell you, I remember my first week I did a stand up with my managers and I stated that, you know, we had to make some changes. Um, and I said, just, we're going to ask everybody to take one day of vacation. I think that was the first thing we talked about. And then um, we, all of a sudden travel just basically stopped, right? So now you have to rethink your entire business. So we adjusted staffing, we closed amenities, we were focusing on EBITDA and cash. So we were in a cost-saving mode and we had to, uh, we realized now cash flow is critical. The owners are paying us to be open now. So effective communication with the staff, we started temporary layoffs um, and it was just communicating with them bi-monthly, um, some staff members weekly. We, so you walk into this vibrant, hustling, bustling, 83% occupancy hotel, and then you walk in one morning and there's no one here. I mean, absolutely no one. Just, you've been in this building so many times and many of our uh, folks that are watching me have been here, but there's no one. There's a one front desk person. Um, there's a, I think there was uh, one person in re the retail store. And then there's the director of finance and I, the director of human resources, a few engineers, because now we have to all go walk, go turn on water in all of our rooms. I mean, it was just, it became um, a ghost town and it was sad and disheartening, but I will tell you, everybody jumped in. Um, we had to cross your lifeboat. So everybody that's there, you are everything. So the when the residents, we we're down to three days a week as a leadership team. But when we're there, we I remember one time they said, we're out of sandwiches in the retail store. So when I was a little girl growing up in Philly, I used to love the deli encounter where they made the hoagies. 
Yeah. So now I'm officially the turkey slicer. And you can see my arms, I'm like, they got so strong because you're slicing turkey and my director of finance decided to help me. He put it on manual versus automatic without knowing it. So after uh, slicing all the turkey falls in, which is you're sitting there in pain, right? And um, just working through the hotel in your cleaning rooms and your, so you're doing everything and you're all doing it as a team. So at the end of the night, we'd be tired, but we like, yeah, we got through that day. So we had a um, Delta contract. So that's one of our contracts. So we had about 130 rooms coming in every single day. So we're all taking care of those 130 rooms. And then you go to, um, you, you know, we work with, so because our staff is now unemployed, we don't know what's gonna happen with them. We work with the Atlanta Food Bank to get um, food, ba food bags. And so we did like a, uh, a drive-through, come up and pick up food sort of uh, uh, event to take care of our associates. We're also looking for ways to help them. Some of our owners are asking us, what do folks need? Um, from our elite guests, we suspended concierge lounge services and we got creative. If one or two would show up, we would give you points or we, we pick out food in the retail store. But it was just being really creative and working with our owners. You know, I probably spoke to my owners every month and now I'm talking to them almost every day, like because you're burning cash. So figure, figuring out ways to stop the burn, look for ways to um, really help by going out and calling folks and calling customers, seeing how we get to preserve the customers. That was a big part for us because they're now canceling how we preserve the reputation, but also take care of our owners. Um, we, we started looking at how do we clean differently? So all these protocols came out about because we were looking for creative and innovative ways to figure out how to do our business differently during this time, but still honoring our customer and taking care of our owners. How, how, how low did occupancy get? At the depths in April, three percent, yeah, three to four percent. We probably did. Uh, it was, and then you know, I had my my fabulous owners whom I love because they called me and said, "Erica, do we stay open or close?" I'm like, we stay open, and we're going to figure it out, and we're going to do what it takes because we wanted to keep, you know, take care of Delta and, and take care of our groups and make sure. Um, and when I say groups, I mean Delta because <laughs> there was no one else here, but. Um, and so we stayed open and they, they allowed us to do it. We just had to find ways to like, just to reduce the cash, but taking care of the asset, but reduce, you know, the cash burn. Uh, and had, sorry, the ugly side of it, the personal side, how many did we have to furlough? What percentage of we the- furloughed 80, oh, 90% of the staff initially. Okay. We had to lay them off and, and, and look for ways. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that Marriott's paid, the, you know, the owners of Marriott paid the benefits and all that. But you know, people were were hurting, and, and it was it was tough. And they're all team members, right? They're all people. It's not yeah, just a number; yeah. it's a person. Right. We know our fam, their family. Correct. So ours, we 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 connect. We're together every day. It was sad. It was really good. Right. So then, uh, and I know that's tough on the leaders. So I I, I feel for you. Um, so then it starts to come back. So then, but who were the first? Who were the first people that come back? Who were the first? Our fabulous leisure customers. So those folks that are coming in to see their families, those folks that, and then when we opened up more, as opposed, like, so Georgia opened up, I think, pretty quickly. Um, and when we did that, uh, we got a lot more leisure guests. So our occupancy started going up to 10 to 15, 15%. Uh, we uh, 
today, you know, I'm 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 glad to say it. I'm proud to say that's a market we have 47 percent. Oh, great. The market, and that's all leisure, some uh, contract labor, and contract contract business. And then the other piece is our um, our fabulous, uh, you know, airlines that have helped us through this. So today, you know, as you can imagine, the flights, you know, going out of Atlanta were down significantly, but we still had quite a few coming in, so they were able to capture that. Where were most of the leisure guests coming from? It was interesting because they were coming, they were in drive markets, but then we started getting guests from New York and Philadelphia and Baltimore and DC because those markets were closed. So they were coming down here to have fun. So now you have this group of guests that are coming in to have fun and we're used to being a convention hotel. So how do you adjust to being a leisure hotel now and making sure the amenities that they want and we take care of them in a powerful way. And, you know, we're wearing masks now. They don't want to wear a mask. And we're like, you have the mask up to come into the hotel. So um, it was really interesting, but I will tell you, I'm so proud because today, even with leisure, now we're seeing small groups come back. We're also seeing some special corporate. And it was great because the first person that came in was like, where's that person from? You know, we're running around trying to figure out where are they from? What are they here for? So we can uh, work on that. But um, special corporate, small groups. And then we've had like probably a couple of city-wise gift marks back. Cheer Sport came back. So some of the, um, let's see, I'm, I'm trying to think of, was it? Yeah, so we, we, we've gotten a lot of, uh, we had a wrestling match. So it's more creative than we've had to be being a big convention hotel and you know so, so no no associations back yet but small corporate more small corporate so my two questions are what's the pace look like and what have those events that you've hosted what have those looked like yeah so if you think about it at our worst occupant today's market is from 47 percent um versus the 80 percent we were at so 40 percent down um, rates down um, slightly, but more importantly, we've had the uh, we've had pace down 37% for group right now. That's been that's been tough for us. So 37%, but it's growing. Booking pace. Now, when I say pace, I'm talking about everything. So all in 30, about 30, 30 to 37%. What does the booking pace look like? Booking pace is getting positive, not where we want to be, but definitely positive. I'm proud to say we made our first quarter uh, numbers uh, for this hotel. So the staff is about 200% of the first quarter. But I can tell you with Marriott, everything's based now on getting us back to 2019 as quickly as possible. So I've had my sales managers lining up saying, Erica, these goals are astronomical. I said, I know, but we got to get there. And our owners expect us to get there. So uh, that's where we are now just trying to work through our goals and get in, you know, setting it versus 2019, which was our best booking year ever, I might say T. And um, that being said, just getting back there is critical for us as fast as possible. So how are we going to get there? We're going to get there by great. I sound like your boss. I'm not, I'm not in with management. No, no, I know, I know where you are right now. You're in a hotel owner saying, how am I going to get there? Well, we've got to be flexible. We've got, we have to work through a few things and that's, um, what do our customers want to see differently when they come back in, right? So right. it's really work, walking through the commitment to clean. They want to see cleanliness protocols like on steroids, right? So making sure the electrostatic spray and a high touch, high volume places are wiped down all, often. They want to see clean hotels. They also want to see, which is interesting, is 
we're believing that they don't want their rooms cleaned. However, now we're seeing a big uptick of guests saying, no, I do want my room clean because we were cleaning occupied rooms three days to respect COVID or you'll we'll clean when you check out. And they're calling down now saying we want the rooms clean. So really understanding who our customers are and asking them questions the, from the pre-arrival process. So they'll be able to say, yes, I, I'm opting in for my rooms clean so we can staff appropriately. Um, I think they really want to make sure that uh, as well, right, we have some menus for them. You can't say there's no restaurant open. People want breakfast in the morning, right? Um, we In-room dining, how do we make sure that we do it from a, um, maybe you pick up, like we've, we've had a time when we picked up in the restaurants and we'll, you can place your order, you'll come down and pick it up in the restaurant versus us coming to your door or dropping it off at your door. So they want the amenities, they want to see, they want to be out, they want to have fun. And I think about parents that have been um, locked down, training, you know, virtual school, plus being home and working. And so when they come out, they want, they want somebody to take care of them. And that's our job to take care of them brilliantly so they'll come back again and again. Oh, good for you. I would come stay with you. So I'm curious though, what is open? Is, are the restaurants open or the bars open? What oh, on site? First of all, restaurants and bars are open, but for Hunter, everything is open. So Perfect. getting that, and you know, that's all you want to hear, Teague. I know it though, but okay. but the guests, the guests, uh, the guests are asking for it too. So we have yeah. restaurants and bars open. We have Starbucks open. We also have our retail store, but we have not opened the spa yet, but uh, we, we are, that's where we're moving towards. And we're looking at, so from our perspective, it's about an occupancy piece and then major groups. So major groups, everybody's back. We are able to bring a lot of the folks back. We still have about 20% um, about of our staff still on temporary layoff. It's mostly for the big banquets and functions, but they'll be coming back. We, we've already recalled them for Hunter, but that's a that's a that's a sticking point for me. I want everybody back to working. We're just not there yet. So and, and being you know uh, fiscally responsible and ensuring that we take care of the business, it's just important to me that we continue to stagger it based on occupancy and demand. And that's where we are today. So I want everyone that's listening to go and book a group at the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, and we can be back a hundred percent. But I'm um, just making sure that we think about things in a way that benefits our guests, but also takes care of the business and our owners. So Erica, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I will piggyback on that. The, the, one of the major reasons we're even moving forward with the conference is because we felt that sense of obligation to the industry. Uh, we heard it from the attendees. They want to get out. They want to come talk. They want to network. They want to see their friends. Right. We're in the hospitality business. We, somebody's got to go first. We got to leave. Right. Let's get out there. Let's get traveling. We need business to come back. So we got to take some risks. There's liability. There's risks everywhere. We got to take it. We got to show people that we can do it. That's right. uh, and again, I'm going to give you credit. You were uh, instrumental in giving me the confidence that we could do this and, and make everything else feel safe and feel comfortable. We're hearing it from the attendees. We're seeing it in the registration numbers. They're all very eager, very oh anxious. And let's so go. We were let's shocked. Go. When the numbers start coming in, we were yeah. shocked. And I can't thank you and the family enough in the business. I mean, it's important to me, it's important to us that we get back. And this is a great example of how we're gonna do it in a phenomenal way. We get to show fabulous pictures and videos. And um, it's interesting, because we've done a lot, of, it's, it's gonna be really great. We did, so it's gonna be a hybrid meeting, right? So you, we're gonna have folks all over. So it's the best of all worlds, right? So we're, you're gonna have more space so that we can make sure everybody's socially distanced. 
The cleanliness protocols are going to be there. Um, fabulous food and beverage, but delivered a different way. In the past, you could go up to the buffet, get all you want. We'll stand there and gladly plate it all up for you. But we want you to have fabulous food and beverage. We want you to feel confident and uh, connecting in a powerful way. And what's really great, you know, when you think about vaccinations, I know that a lot of folks are being vaccinated. The whole country is not there, but we have a we have a good story in Georgia with our associates with with the state of Georgia. But more importantly, you know, you guys have partnered with Clear, and you're going to be doing temperature checks at the door. So anyone with symptoms and doing a way that we can get to screen you, but not make it feel evasive, but also take care of everyone there. And I know you'll wear masks out in public space, and I know you'll take care of each other. And when the deal gets good, you won't hug, might fist bump or whatever, but we just want you to be here and to connect in a powerful way. We understand the importance of Hunter and why. And I want all those deals signed so we get more hotels and, and take care of the hotels that are here. We're at, well, I mean, with that spirit, Erica, how, how do we not all come hang out with you? I don't know. You're gonna I, do. I'm just glad you're here and you'll tell others to go. Uh, well, I, I'm listen. I'm excited. The, I think the industry is excited. Everyone's excited for this. Um, one, thank you for the time. But I, and I love you. I do. Thank I you love too. your story. You I love your background. I love everything that you've been able to get. I think it's inspiring to people. Uh, I think there's a reason we've been great partners for 11 years. I think there's a reason our conference has been so successful. It's our team here, but it's your you guys team there as well. Uh, and I think that's what we need. Uh, and, and again, we're, we're nervous putting ourselves out there, but I'm, I'm overly you know, excited. I'm, I'm you, I have you. I got you for this fatigue. Don't you worry. Don't I've you heard worry. you loud and clear, Erica. Thank you.